Hey everybody, thanks for joining us here in our guest segment of the Common Sense Show. And we're glad you're back. We're back. And uh, we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. My name is Dave Hodges. I am the host of this operation. And we have a terrific guest for you, Daniel Holdings. And he has written a new book. And it's called Midnight Strikes Judgment Unleashed. And uh, yeah, that's, that's a good title. And we're going to talk about what's unleashed. How close to midnight are we? But before we join Daniel, we got to pay some bills here. There are a few people that keep the lights on very quickly. In this day and age of uncertainty with all that could be coming, never lived in a time like this. I, someone said to me, Dave, will you watch Contagion? Because I'm afraid it could be what could happen here. And what I noticed in that show is the lack of food on about the fourth day just hit people right in the backside. And, uh, folks, I hope you have your storable food. I really do. And, uh, you know, we're offering it at almost 40% off with a time when other storable foods, one, can't keep up. We can. And, two, they're raising their prices to take advantage of the situation. And this is a company that's lowering their prices for restaurant quality and that great discount and 25-year shelf life. Go to the website preparewithdave.com to check out everything that's there. And I, I got to tell you, this company is head and shoulders above everybody else. And then if you have food, what else do you have to have? Water. And if you have a time where you have water supplies largely unattended, you're going to have to basically filter everything that comes through your pipes. They're used to that in China. We're not here. And so the Alexa Pure Pro filter is the best there is. There's all kinds of data, not testimonials, data, research, studies at the website waterwithdave.com. They, too, are offering this product for 40% off. The same philosophy, which is why we're going with them. Number one, they're the best. Number two, they're not price gouging on a crisis. And uh, this could save lives. Food and water. Preparewithdave.com, waterwithdave.com. And then you could have a problem with medicine. So many medicines come out of China. And I was reading what Daisy Luther had to say. It scared the living crap out of me. And I thought, okay, you can always go au natural. And I've been using Health Masters that way for years. And Dr. Ted Brewer, and you can too. Healthmasters.com is the place to go. And use the coupon code COMMON5 to take 5% off. Those people are paying our bills. But I also think they're improving the quality of our lives. And in some cases, may even save our life. So you want to check them out, preparewithdave.com, waterwithdave.com, and Health Masters with a coupon code COMMON5. Well, I'm so glad to have Daniel back on. We had him on several months ago, and we talked about uh, some of the things he's written, and we've also talked about how current events blends nicely into this. And we're kind of back to the same topic, but with a different book and a slightly different approach. So here to join us is Daniel Holdings. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. I know you're going to be at Branson this July, and I had the good fortune of meeting you, sir, last uh, September in Branson at that great, great conference put on by Steve and uh, Steve Quayle. And uh, so it's good to have you back. Well, thank you, Dave. And, and you know, let me just say, I, I so much as a listener and uh, as somebody who uh, wants the truth, appreciate the work that you and the Common Sense Show uh, does for the public. And folks, you know, uh, 
if if you're not supporting this show by uh, either going to the advertisers or directly donating to, to Dave, you really should consider this because he is one of the few guys out there, and there's lots of voices out there, but he's one of the few voices out there that actually has uh, solid intel about the kind of things that he talks about. And it's really, really important that he stays on the air. So he needs your help. He needs your help in that. Um, but I appreciate Dave, it that. Is Thank good you. to be with you. Uh, you're welcome. It is good to be with you. And uh, I so much appreciate uh, being on with you again. And this is a new work. It's a new, it's a new uh, venture uh, in, in, in the kind of writing that I have done before. Although, you know, I've ghostwritten and helped with various other projects. Uh, this is the first nonfiction book that I've come out uh, under my name, my authorship. Uh, so, Midnight Strikes, Judgment Unleashed, the Quail and, excuse me, the Holdings and Quail interviews is a downright in your face, time is short, let's cut the bowl and get to the point. <laughs> See, I appreciate and, that. I like that no nonsense approach because that's who I am. Well, you know, we live in uh, a society that is ruled by political correctness. And uh, we, we, we live under uh, politicians that guide us uh, via their own fallacies. And we, you know, we, we, we are bombarded by the media, either social media or on the, on the uh, television uh, or in, in various other media states with, uh, well, the, the furthest thing from truth, with, with lies and, and uh, you know, uh, agendas. And so one of the things that really prompted me to write this book is, is the fact that as I began to understand just how late in the day, and look, audience, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be the guy in the sandwich, <laughs> in the sandwich time with the, 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 the end is near, right? That's not really what I'm saying. But, but the fact is there are things going on in uh, multiple venues across the board that um, are, are placing our, our lives in peril. And people, Dave, are virtually asleep to that. And so, uh, you know, when I was talking with uh, Steve Quayle last year, he just got done with um, Jesus, the premise of the promise. And, and he started sharing with me some of the things that, the Lord had shown him. If you recall the story, um, the Lord actually appeared to Steve right the night he got saved, and he showed him this panoramic of the future. Well, in that panoramic, uh, he showed him all the things that were going to happen. And then he told him, you're going to forget this stuff, but just before they're going to happen, I'm going to remind you of it. And so true enough, Steve forgot most, most of that stuff, and he He's talked about several things over the years, but he forgot most of that stuff. And as I was talking to him last year, he began to relate to me how he started remembering all the stuff that the Lord had shown him. And so I said, I said, Steve, I said, you need to write a book on that. And he said, Daniel, I can't write a book. I already said that I wasn't going to write another book, that Jesus, the premise of the promise was my, my last book and talking about the things I care about most, Jesus. And then, um, I've also, you know, said I, you know, I wouldn't let the, to write another book. I said, look, 
I feel so strongly that that stuff needs to come out. Let me write the book, and all you have to do is talk. Now, Dave, I know that you've known Steen for a long time. Yes, I have. Yes, he can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> He's been known to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he can talk. So what, what this is, is, is a series of conversations that I had with Steve Quayle over the course of about a year. And <clears throat> there, are, there are 38 things that the Lord had shown him that was going to happen at the end of the age. And so we took each of those things that the Lord shown him, and I used those things as a, like a springboard for a broader discussion on various issues, but I try to con compartmentalize them in, in the various uh, sections that these, these uh, visions that, that he had. So as an example, and you know, we're just talking about China. And uh, by the way, did you did you ever, did you actually see the movie Contagion? You know, it's it's not so much a movie as what I'm saying. It's different episodes. And yes, I'm watching uh, the series right now on uh, Netflix. And it's funny you bring that up, my friend, because I just did a podcast on this last night, and it's scaring the heck out of me uh, because I'm seeing all the things that are in China right now with quarantines that these people were forced into in America. Well, you know, at the beginning of that movie, this is how how stunning this movie is. It has uh, Gwyneth Paltrow in it or something. And and I had to go back after the coronavirus broke. I had to go back and, and watch it again. I'd seen it a few years ago. Uh, but if you recall where it started, she was in a Chinese casino. I, it might have been in Hong Kong, it might have been in mainland China, I don't remember. But she ate some pig, right? She ate uh. some pork. And the pork had, the pig had tangled with a bat. <laughs> oh, so, boy. So it, it had this virus that was a combination of swine and bat virus. I don't know. And that's actually what spread throughout the world in that movie. And it sounds an awful lot <laughs> like the coronavirus. And I, I, I don't mean to laugh. If I didn't laugh, I'd cry. I don't know what else to say. Right. But, you know, there are other things that are coming out of China that are um, mind-boggling. One of the things that came out in this discussion, and, and I, I didn't, frankly, you know, I, I love Steve. Sometimes he said some things, and I'll go, really? Are you, are you, are you serious? Are you sure? And nine times out of ten, he's absolutely right. And then I know you, you probably feel the same way, because some of the things that he says are shocking in their, in their, uh, how, how can I say this? In, they're shocking in, in the truth that they contain, because we don't want to believe some of this stuff, right? So one of the things he said to me early on in this conversation, he said, you know, the Chinese think that they are the descendants of the dragon. Now, this is not some, you know, philosophy of, no, we're descendants of the dragon. You know, we put the dragon all over our stuff, and we, uh, you know, no, they literally believe that they are descendants of the dragon, and the um, and the dragon was, were, according to them, aliens, right? So they are descendants. You know, they have this. They believe not Steve Quayle, but they do, right? He's just telling you what they believe. 
they believe that they are descendants of, of aliens that they refer to as the dragon. Now, okay, so let's let's insert that in a biblical narrative, right? A biblical oh, I was just going to say that to you. In fact, i got to share this, and then I want you to roll with this story. I was going and I was a visitor at this church, the Trinity Church in Scottsdale, wonderful pastor, Mark Driscoll. And guess what his one of his topics was? God or Jesus, the dragon slayer. And, right. well, and, and, and listen, I went right to where you're going to go with my mindset. Please elaborate on this. Well, it, it, talks, it talks in the book of Revelation about the dragon. And how, yes, Jesus, the, the dragon slayer, will come and destroy the dragon. Now, okay, are they right? Are they right? I don't, you know, it's a whole different discussion. Panspermia, you know, no, I don't think so. I don't believe so. But the point is they believe it is the, is the thing. So I, the reason I bring this up is because, you know, Steve mentioned this in, in the discussions that we're having. I, I go, so then I begin to dig into it, and sure enough, their own people, Dave, say this, and they're very clear yes. that this is what they believe. So uh, that's included in the book. And my point in telling you that story is because the things that Steve Quayle saw or that he said, I drilled down to each of them and investigated them. And what I walked away with as the author, I was stunned by the by the how can I say this, by the wide topics and the accuracy of the things that Steve said that the Lord showed him. It was, it was uh, mind-boggling, if I could use that word. Now, so what does that mean exactly? Well, here's what we do, Dave, because we're human, right? We just, we, we got lots of stuff going on. Daniel Holdings will begin to talk about a certain topic. He goes on Dave Hodges' show, and he talks about CERN. Okay, this is a favorite topic of mine. I've talked about CERN infinitum. So I'll talk about CERN. I'll talk about all the issues of CERN. So I'm pretty up to speed on CERN. But then maybe Dave Hodges throws out a question to me. What do you think, Daniel, about uh, uh, the, the, uh, the Chinese... Uh, bioweapon that is now the coronavirus. And maybe I do, but maybe I don't know anything about it. And so we don't really have a lot to talk about or I go on to a different subject that I'm familiar with. <clears throat> Midnight Strikes deals with 38 fundamental uh, succinct points that are going on in the world today or just starting in today. And it is what we call, what the Bible calls, I should say, the end of the age, the beginning of tribulation. And the things that are in there are, are they, they're stunning. For instance, we talked about the Chinese. One of the first chapters, uh, actually the first couple of chapters, uh, is called uh, The Time of the End and Establishing Control. These two chapters talk about, now get this, how the bestial system, the, the you know, when I say the bestial system, it talks in Revelation about the mark of the beast. You know, you've heard this story before. Everyone's going to take this mark, 666 or whatever, on their heads and on their foreheads. And 
through the years, I've always wondered, okay, how does that happen? I'm not doing that. You know, I love the world. I'm, there's no way I'm going to take it. Dave, what, what those two chapters talk about is how that system is in place right now. And get mm-hmm. this, it is modeled after the Chinese social credit system. The social credit system, the Chinese social credit system is coming here to the United States. And there are, there's already the impetuses for those impetuses, I don't know, is that plural for that? Those, those parts of that system are actually in place. And what they are lacking is absolute control in America, well, because we're, we're supposedly not a communist country. <laughs> but those, those mechanisms that lock the Chinese in place are actually here in the United States. All that they're lacking is the means to turn them all on. And they're very quickly uh, uh, coming to the point where they will be able to. So that's, that's the first two chapters. And, you know, that's the dragon's influence on America. And then from there, I go into uh, Cascading Catastrophe. That's chapter three. And uh, what that talks about, now look, you, you couldn't hardly turn on the news last year where they were talking about flooding and wild weather in our farmland. It talks about how uh, through our, how our economic system, how our food system, how our um, supply system is being decimated or has been decimated. And so that's just the third chapter. And then in chapter four, Safe No More talks about persecution coming to the world. Chapter uh, five talks about, uh, it's called uh, scriptural imperative. And it talks about, now get this, it talks about how the false prophet is on the earth today. This is not hyperbole. This is not fiction. This is specific information that shows your audience exactly who the false prophet is and why you can consider him that way. And then it also brought, although it doesn't address exactly who the Antichrist is, it gives you some ideas about who it could be. So in the first uh, five chapters, we've just covered, what, three or four different topics. And and the the level of detail and research, because everything's footnoted, there's like, I don't know, 600 footnotes in the book, <laughs> so that your audience can go down and look at uh, look at where that information came from and do their own research. So it is it is absolutely mind-boggling about the, the kind of things that the book covers. And let me just say, okay, this is, i, I got to be honest, okay, I hate hyping my own stuff. <laughs> I hate talking about myself, right? I would much rather talk about Dave Hodges or Steve Dwell or somebody else, right? But the fact is, this is not my book audience. Right? This is the, the creator, the Lord God Almighty's warning to you and to me about not what is coming, but what is here. Some of these plans are more uh, advanced than other things, but the fact is, this is the end of the age. We have started in tribulation, and all you have to do is to look around honestly and see where we're at. So, 
this uh, this book is probably uh, one of the most important books that you will ever have. It is undoubtedly the most succinct, most concise work there is on the enzyme, and it's frank. It's not okay. You, you might gather. I, I went to Bible college, and I was going to be pastor all that stuff years ago. So I don't really sound like your average pastor. Right? I don't have to sound like your average prophecy writer. Right? It's not me, right? It is, a, it is in, in a frank, uh, what do you call it, uh, a frank, personable approach that I make this information available to the readers. Because... We can all go to church. You sit in church for an hour on Sunday, and you get your ears tickled, and you walk away, and you're no different. That's not what this book is about. This book is about giving you the facts on the ground. What is happening right now? And so, anyway, I mean, that's just the first five chapters. And, and well, it is, uh, You know what, what's interesting, Daniel, to me, is uh, the Lord doesn't just provide a watchman on the wall. In our movement, there are watchmen on the wall. And, and I'll just use myself as an example here to compare this. Everything you've talked about, minus who the Antichrist is, because I haven't delved into that yet because I'm not sure, but I have written about or broadcasted about every one of the topics that you have talked about here to some degree. It's just I haven't integrated it into a holistic theme like you have. You've taken different bits and pieces and you've connected those dots that were on the wall and I'm still putting my dots up on the wall. But as you're talking, I'm thinking, yep, know about that. Yep, know about that. Oh, that's interesting. That ties in too. And that's the reaction I'm having as you're talking here. And I'm thinking, well, I look at Doug Hagman and uh, talk to Ted Brower and the people that you and I both know. And we're all coming to similar conclusions, but just through slightly different venues. And I agree with you. I've never seen a time like this in our world. And no matter how many victories we seem to score on a daily basis, it seems like the march towards the inevitable continues. Well, I mean, it's, it's, you know, this is a valid point, right? So one of the things that was very cognizant of uh, my, um, of, of my, my, writing in, in this book is, you know, it could be, you know, perceived as a bummer. <laughs> and, and because look, this is, this stuff is so frank and it's so heavy. I mean, honestly, I, there were times when I was writing a book, I'd step away and I, and I began to cry out to the Lord, Lord, why do you have me talking about these things? Uh, but it, these are things that need to be talked about. And, and for whatever reason, he chose me to talk about it. But at the same time, Dave, we are dealing with reality, and it doesn't have to be a fearful um, interaction with that reality. We don't have to be afraid of the future if we know what the end end of the story is, and we do know what the end is. And look, audience, I, I'm, I'm trying not to sound religious, right? Because I'm I'm not. I'm a pretty regular guy, but. I absolutely believe the Bible. I absolutely believe that the Lord's coming back. When is a different story. And I absolutely believe that he wins in the end. And along the way, he's able to give me peace, uh, you know, that surpasses all understanding in the middle of tribulation. 
and he can give you the same thing. But also with that, he's able to give me direction. He's able to provide for me, and I've seen him do that throughout the years in my own life in desperate situations. I've seen him come through amazingly. Like, you know, here's the thing: people talk about miracles, right? Uh, the biggest miracles in my life. There have been a couple of really amazing things, but uh, like stunning things. They're all amazing, but there's been a couple of stunning things. But most of the time, it's just a natural thing. Wow, I didn't expect that to happen. Like, just something naturally happens. But it comes along or something happens, and, and you stand back years later and you go, wow, God really did have his hand up. And so we can look at these issues because they're so daunting and they're so dire, you know, if you look at them from a worldly perspective. Or you can sit back and say, well, wait a minute. He was telling the truth. The Bible was actually telling the truth. Of course it was. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and, you know, what you're describing here is just, Give us this day our daily bread. And uh, so so much, yeah, you know, and sometimes too, I think it takes us time and perspective to really look back at our lives to realize how God's had his hand on our life. Sometimes it's hard to see it in the immediate moment. But I think right now the Lord is screaming at us, pay attention. This is why I think your work is so important. Well, look, you know, either we pay attention or we get you know, lambasted upside the head. <laughs> yeah. Because but one of the next chapters, you know, uh, staying on this theme, one of the next chapters in this uh, in this book actually talks about civil war. Uh, and and I actually uh, take two chapters. To talk. It was frustrating because I had to go, and when I got done with the book, the book is, you know, it's, it's an 8 by 10 and it's, uh, 425 pages or something like that. It's huge. Um, but when I actually got done with it, it was way bigger than that. So I ended up having to slice and dice a lot of stuff out of the book simply because it, it would have been too big. It would have needed to be a couple volumes, and I didn't want to make it uh, so, so, so thick. So uh, I actually had three chapters on Civil War. Uh, but I, I, I reduced it down to two chapters, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Because the things that are really important, they're they're plain. They are there. You talked about civil war uh, infinitum. You you addressed the civil this issue several times. And by the way, you're in the book. Uh, at least I mentioned you're in the book. Oh, okay. uh, so I, do I have to pay you royalties? But I, I, talk to me later. Okay. So. Anyway, uh, we talked about, at the beginning of uh, Chapter 6, we talked about the chapters of Foundation Torn Asunder, and I compared the upcoming Civil War, and audience, in case you doubt it, there will be a Civil War. And, and Davis talked about the fact that there will be a Civil War as well. One way or the other, they will push us into Civil War. They have to. So, at the beginning of it, I compared what... The first Civil War was. Do we see the same kind of things in, 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 in this current political environment as they did back then? And Dave, I think you would agree with me, we absolutely see the same kind of thing. I think there's no question we do. Um, and in some cases, I think it's worse. Well, you know, there's this, there's this fallacy, right, that Lincoln came in. This is one of the mind-blowing things that come out of 
So Lincoln, he's elected. There's a, there was a, the election, and I forget the year that he was elected, but the election that he was in uh, actually had three, four different um, uh, people campaigning. Lincoln was running for the Republican Party, who had a platform of uh, slavery uh, was, was all right, but not the expansion of slavery. Now, I didn't think about what I just said. History tells us, and you know, the victors get to rewrite his condition. Know that, but you know, history tells us that Lincoln came in to remove history. That's not the case at all. In fact, so Lincoln wins with the Electoral College, and then the, uh, he, but he only got uh, you know like forty percent of the popular vote. So it wasn't an overwhelming victory. So his first inaugural address, he endorsed this. Uh, this new law, this bill that made now, oh, audience, you gotta hear me. This is what I mean about truth, right? It's not about what we hear, it's about what you can find as the bottom line. The bottom line is in his first, endor- his first address to the nation, Lincoln ad- uh, endorsed slavery forever. Now think about that for a second. In his very next month that he was in office, because the South had tried to take over, and look, I'm not Southern, right? I'm from California, and I'm Hispanic on top of it, so it doesn't really matter to me, right? So it's not like I'm taking sides here. It doesn't matter to me. But I want the truth, Dave. It doesn't matter what people say. I want the truth. Right. So the the very next uh, month, what happens is uh, the, the, uh, the, the Confederacy had... Uh, attack before. So Lincoln declares an invasion into the South. And there are two reasons that he declared that invasion to take place. Do you know what they are? I'm not sure the perspective you're coming from. I know he wanted to keep the Union whole. That, that was, was one thing, yes. Uh, that's the primary objective, I would think. But what's the, what's the other reason? My, my main point is there was no, well, actually, that's kind of a general understanding, right? But there was no mention of slavery in his decree to invade the South. The two primary reasons why uh, Lincoln ordered the invasion of the South, I'll get this, was to collect federal tariffs, taxes. And the second reason was to safeguard federal forts. Those are the two reasons. There was no mention in slavery. And so, as a consequence, you know, it goes, they go into the South and it becomes a big war, and the, the North wins. And so, we hear the narrative now is that, you know, they, they did it to end slavery. No, it wasn't the case. But the point is, and this is, this is the point that I'm trying to make, is that the, 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 uh, the comparison that there is right now between uh, the American political system in 2020 and back then at the beginning of the Civil War date is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Because you have the Democrats want an increased taxes, right? And you have uh, them wanting to uh, uh, you know, be heavy-handed with everybody else, take away their freedoms and whatever the case may be. And by the way, if you ask the average Southerner why he was fighting, most, you know, 80% of Southerners had nothing to do with slavery. They didn't have any action with slaves. They didn't, 
work on plantations didn't mean anything to them. If you would have asked them why they were fighting uh, this this grand civil war, it, it, they would have told you to defend against the union from increasing our taxes and taking away states' rights. That's Correct. what they would have told Who is the 10th Amendment war to them, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, so, and that's, by the way, the same reason why they declared... Hello, Daniel. Did I lose you? Interesting. We're going to have to reconnect with Daniel. Well, Daniel, looks like we had a uh, dropout here, but we'll go ahead and continue and we'll bypass that technical issue. And uh, uh, I, I'm sorry here in the, all the confusion of me monitoring the board at the same time that I'm doing the interview. I lost track of where we were at, so go ahead and refresh my well, memory. No, it's, just, it's just funny because, look, we can talk about Christian stuff all day long, and the powers that be will not cut us off, right? Because we're great. Right? We're just we're lunatics. We're living crazy Christians, right? It doesn't Correct. matter, right? That's right. Now, you start talking about the government? <laughs> they don't like that. And you have plenty of people, three-letter agencies, moderating your, your oh, show. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> I've been told that by the people who know who's monitoring me. Yes, that's correct. But anyway, we're no worse for the wear. So let's go ahead and pick it up because I believe we've got about 17 minutes left in this segment. So I want to make sure we get this in. So uh, what you see with the uh, with the Democratic process right now, Bernie Sanders is, the, is leading by 10 points the Democratic Party. And unless they can get uh, Mayor Pete, which I think is actually their... Their preference. They don't. I don't think they think that uh, Bloomberg could actually get elected. And judging by how he ran New York, I hope not. But I think the preference is Mayor Pete, actually, uh, which would actually fall into uh, Antichrist scenario kind of thing. But not that he's the Antichrist. You have to read the book to see why I say that. But the point is that uh, we could be facing, uh, you know, and let's just call it what it is, right? Socialism is just soft communism. So we, we could actually have a communist running for president. So the, the, the point is you have, in a modern era, the United States uh, at, at juxtaposed positions between uh, those of us that believe in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and those that would seek to take away our freedoms. And this is very, very important because, you know, history, Dave, whether people pay attention to it or not, who, who, who said it? Uh, if, if we do not, uh, if we do not, uh, come about, if we do not read history, it's, it's bound to repeat itself. And, and sure enough, uh, that, is, that is what we're seeing. So I take a couple chapters in the book talking about how to... Um, talking about the, the upcoming Civil War. And then I, I also go into, you know, three or four chapters of how crazy the world is getting. Things that we just do not uh, pay attention to, but the, like, for instance, chapter eight is called Rage and Madness. And I talk about how rage and madness is overtaking the world. Again, very succinctly and how uh, these things are, are just mind-boggling but people this is the way we are i mean we we go to work we come home we you know maybe 
spend some time with their family, and maybe watch TV for a couple minutes, eat dinner, and we go to bed. And most people don't eat, sleep, and and uh, dream about this information, right? So what Midnight Strikes does, with the help of Steve Quayle, is we actually dig into all of this stuff, and and honestly, you walk away with such a uh, such a defined view of where we are today. And I, I really try to stay away from just audience, so you, you know that it's not, uh, you know, it's not a religious heavy book. I really try to stay away from uh, the uh, the whole theology angle of things. I do delve into a couple of issues that I think are important, but I really try to stay away from that. I'm just looking at the facts on the ground and the things that Steve Quayle saw. And uh, Dave, what you get is, is just, as I said, it is a mind-blowing, uh, you know, it's a mind-blowing cacophony of uh, issues that, you know, let's say for the sake of discussion, Daniel Holdings is crazy, right? I'm just going to write off half of what he said, okay? Let's say you want to write off 80% of what we talked about. Okay, that still, still leaves you with 20% that you cannot write off and that are perilous in these days. And that is Midnight Strikes. It is a book in your face, up front, and detailed about all the stuff that is going on right now. Well, it's funny you'd say that. I just used that same analogy in discussing things about the virus. I said, if just 10% of what people are saying is true, we have a, a problem of biblical proportions on our hands. And uh, you're exactly right. And we, we don't have to be 100% correct on everything that we do to catch the trend curve that's coming. In, in, in the book, uh, we actually talk about the coronavirus and what the Lord showed Steve about plague at the end of the age. <laughs> that's what I mean. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff in this book, including that kind of thing. But, you know, uh, you mentioned uh, that I was going to be at Branson this year. And, uh, well, I'm, I'm at Branson almost every year in the background, but uh, this year I get to actually talk. <laughs> crazy, I don't know. But uh, I am going to be there. Well, and, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you'll do a good job. Well, I mean, talking is really kind of my thing. I've done quite a bit of radio my, myself, and I've done quite a bit of public speaking. So it's, uh, I, I say, you know, they must be crazy, but I, I say it's on the cheek. I'm really looking forward to it. And it is an honor, you know, to, to be there. Uh, but but oh, the True Legends Conference this year is going to be so uh, timely. And I, if you can make it there, I highly, highly suggest that you try. Because there is probably no other conference in the United States, or perhaps even the world, that will delve with the issues that this uh, conference is, is going to address in this day and age and it is there is going to be information at the conference that you absolutely need and it, again I, I keep using this word but it will be mind-boggling uh, so if you if you can get there or if you want to check more of it out then i think you just have to go to stevequail.com mm -hmm. and you'll, uh, you know you'll, there's a, a link there that you can actually uh, look and the, the title of the conference is now get this, ancient cataclysms and coming catastrophes. So this is a really important uh, 
topic, Dave, because uh, I just wrote an article for True Legends. Um, you know, I do a, a weekly blast, and so I just wrote this article. It's called Incoming, and I, I make the case that uh, there was a pre-Adamic society uh, millions of years before, and I give uh, physical evidence, archaeological evidence of this, and then I talk about how the things that destroyed them are coming here to us in this day and age. So that's why it's called incoming. That's why the article is called incoming, because we are going to see and are seeing that kind of thing. Uh, but anyway, you know, Midnight Strikes, the thing that it ends up with, it talks about those very same things. So uh, if you can get to the True Legends Conference audience, I would highly suggest you, you do that. Go to stevequail.com, uh, and uh, there's all the information there on on the uh, on his site as well. So, uh, But, you know, Dave, it is, uh, it is amazing to see where we are right now. And as I said, most people... Uh, are focused on one or two things, uh, and and as a consequence, you know, we miss uh, a whole lot of other stuff that I think are really, really important Bingo. to us surviving in the day coming. Yeah, what what do you think the biggest thing that we miss is? Well, I think. Well, I mean, I, it's hard for me to say the biggest thing because there's so many. Things. Uh, but what I what I think is probably the most inclusive thing that we missed is is this uh, worldwide web of uh, this worldwide. You know, Alex Jones calls it the prison planet. I think that's an accurate thing. Yeah, I do uh, too. There's a guy named, um, and this is actually in the book. His, his name is uh, his name's Maurice uh, Sklar. He's a professional violinist, and he uh, had this vision back in like 1983. What he saw was a web that was encompassing the world, and it kept getting thicker and thicker and thicker. And the Lord told him that that web was the knowledge, was the new tree of knowledge of good and evil. And so what he saw was that web eventually gets so thick and so dark that he could no longer see the earth. And, you know, that was before the World Wide Web actually happened. Now, lo and behold, the first website started uh, actually out of CERN, on the CERN campus, for the World Wide Web in 1987. And what we see today is the World Wide Web encompassing the whole planet. And all of the things of, uh, that, that people are using, and I go into great detail about these things, all the things that the powers that be are using are part and parcel of the World Wide Web. Everything. Everything from surveillance to uh, mind control, to weapons, to the social credit system. All of these things are based upon the World Wide Web. And what we have in 2020 is this launching of various technologies that will actually, and I make the, the, the reference 
in the book that the World Wide Web is an open system until it's not, until it closes. All of the technologies that are coming online in 2020 are actually uh, about to close that web so that we cannot escape. And so this vision that uh, Maurice Sklar saw in 1983 is actually coming true right before us. If you ask me what was the one thing that people miss, it is that. It is the, and look, I, you know, I don't want to sound like some Unabomber manifest, you know, manifesto or something. I, I, I'm a techie guy. I like that. Uh, but I will tell you that technology in our day and age is, uh, it is, we're tying our own newspapers. And as a consequence, uh, this, this means of control that will give them uh, the ability to know everything that you are doing, that, that they will be able to see you Every, everywhere and know uh, exactly, sometimes they even know your thoughts. And they will have the ability to control how you spend your money or if you don't spend your money and thereby be able to control you, what you believe or choose not to believe because they will say, you know, either you believe our way or you, uh, you won't get to eat or whatever the case may be. So if you ask me what was the one thing that we missed, it's that. Because everything's in there, Dave. It's you know the the whole. And I don't have to tell you because you you know about the media anyway. The whole reason that that Americans are now half communist right, or half socialist because if you look at how this country is broken down, you see the Democrats, which are socialists right now, and conservatives fifty-fifty. That would have never happened without the worldwide flip. Because they have the influences of technology in their lives. They go on Facebook, they go online, all they see in social media are these liberal thoughts. They're, they're being mind controlled. They don't even understand that. And so uh, you have that being influenced. And as I just said, all the, all the things that we uh, uh, take for granted, all our liberties, are also being influenced by the World Wide Web. So if you ask me, the one thing that we miss is that is the idea that this noose, this web, is closing in on us, and people won't even understand that. That's why they let it continue. You know, a lot of people say, gee, why do they let it continue? Because we get to expose them. Well, they also get to try to control us. Daniel, we've got just a couple of minutes left here in this segment, and I wanted to prevail upon you, because you got my curiosity up. I just love how you've walked us through the book, and you just want to leave us wanting for more. So tell us how to get more on your book. Well, you can go to my website, danielholdings.com. That's uh, Daniel, H-O-L-D-I-N-G-S.com. Or Steve Quayle's actually selling it on his uh, website as well, stevequayle.com. Uh, and you can pick it up either either there. Uh, and you know, might I just say, uh, mentioning Steve, that I am so grateful for him. He is a friend, and I've known him for a few years. Uh, you know, he's got rough edges like everybody else, but that guy, he fears the Lord, Dave. He, he, he loves the Lord, and he will do what God tells him to do. That's why, and you know this because you're on the sideline, you know, that's why he will take the pot shots that he takes from people, and he'll keep going because he has a vision, and he knows that he's supposed to be doing something, and you're, you're, you're the, the very same way. So I can't tell you how much I appreciate the Steve and, and his friendship and helped me uh, put together these these uh, 
these issues within the book because they are so important for this time. Uh, DanielHolings.com or SteveQuill.com, you can uh, get it at either one of those uh, websites. Well, the other thing I want to turn my attention to also is uh, tell the audience why they should want to come in person to Branson. I've never seen uh, a conference with such a diverse um, agenda of speakers. And and I can tell you, because you, you've been there, I've been there, these guys are regular guys. They're regular people. They're not some of these, you know, there's, there's a couple of bigger names there, but there's not a bunch of highfalutin, you know, uh, uh, you know, speakers that, that you go just to hear their, their voice, right? These guys are experts in their field. And just being there, being in, in the uh, foyer, uh, you know, perusing the, the, the books that they're selling or the various things that they're selling, being able to interact with other people of like-mindedness, all of these things are so important for this uh for this time, because uh, Dave, I firmly believe that the the our ability to congregate in a place like that uh, is short lived. We will not be able to do that very much longer. And so, while you still can, I highly suggest that you get the true legend. Would you also agree with this too, that our time left on the internet um, in doing the things that we do is short lived? I would agree that our time, your time, my time, Steve Quayle's time, those kind of things are uh, finite because they they are already, and I, I make this case, I hate to sound like a dead horse, beating a dead horse, hopefully I don't sound like a dead horse, beating a dead horse, uh, I, I make the case in the nine strikes on just what you said. They are already silencing people like you and I. Correct. And you're still on, I'm still on, Steve's still on. It's not going to be the case for us. Doug's still on. There, one by one. All you got to do is look at Alex Jones. You know, Alex Jones can't put a YouTube video up these days. And he was all YouTube-based at one time. So, you know, you talk uh, Skywatch News. They're having issues as well. So there's going to be a time in the very near future where truthers, if I can use that phrase, although it's been taken by the people, the people that want to tell the truth are being silent. There will be the internet, but it will be more of an intranet. Yeah, be- yeah, exactly, exactly. No. But but oh. our part of it's going to be gone. I totally agree. Listen, my friend, we are just about out of time. Again, please give out your website where people can get the book as well as stevequail.com. Your website, danielholdings.com. Um, and uh, Branson, going to be a lot of fun. I was a panelist there last year, and... Uh, I was overwhelmed at the intellectual presentations that went on there and the great people I got to meet. So I'm looking forward to seeing you again, Daniel. And thank you, thank you, thank you for spending a good portion of an hour with us here on the Common Sense Show. Well, thank you, David. Again, thank you for what you do. It's really, really important. And I know it gets tough sometimes, but I encourage you. It does. And on that note, my friend, we need to scoot to everybody else. Thanks for joining us in this segment. We'll see you back here next time.